Good morning, Booker Tov. Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning. Thank you for adjusting this week because of a conflict too this morning. Please help yourself to coffee and donuts as always. In tremendous gratitude to our anonymous sponsor, Lezecha Nishmas Alter Shlomo Ben Pinchas. We are beginning the 22nd chapter of Mesilas Sharam. We are making our way towards the end of the Ramchal's march towards a better and best version of ourselves. These 12 steps towards a best us. And now we move over to the Midah of Anava, which is really extraordinary. It's towards the end of this multi-step process that we now emphasize and focus on the character trait of Anivas, of Anava, of humility and modesty. In the Brice of Rapinchas ben Yair, that Mesilas Sharam is based off of, the Ramchal really elevates the Midah of Anava, of humility, of modesty, in thought, in action, in behavior, in self-perception, in projection, the way that we interact with others. The Chovos Halavavos, Rabbeinu Bachya wonders, he says, Our hachna and anava, humility and modesty, are the prerequisite to all midos? Is it that only the humble person will grow and learn and improve and can be the best version of themselves? Or is anava, is modesty actually the pinnacle, the conclusion? After you work on yourself, then you could reach this height. You could reach this incredible elevated state of anivas. Is it the goal and the destination? Or is it the prerequisite? even before you set out on this journey. And the Chovos HaLavavos concludes that that in fact humility, humility is the prerequisite. You can't have a good marriage, you're not going to be a good parent, and you're not going to succeed in your career, and you can't be accomplished in any area of life if the prerequisite, the introduction, is anava, is humility. So how can it then be described as the pinnacle, as the peak of all character traits? Which is it? So Rav Dan Segel, the Mashkiach, answers... The beginning, the prerequisite is at least something, at least it being a goal to be humble and modest, be thinking and evaluating ourselves regularly. Am I driven by my ego? Is this all about me and my honor and my name? Or am I trying to do something for a higher purpose? To truly live as an anav, to truly arrive at that state of humility, that already is the peak and pinnacle. But at least to have it as a goal, that is the introduction, that has to be the prerequisite, that has to be something that comes before. You cannot be great in Torah if you're not an Anav, if you don't have humility. Rav Chaim Vital says it's not a coincidence that Moshe is Rabbeinu. Moshe is in perpetuity, our teacher, our master. Moshe is one of the Yudgamal Yikaram, one of the 13 principles of faith is to believe Moshe is categorically different than all others. Moshe is the greatest teacher, the greatest master. He is the transmitter of Torah. And simultaneously, not coincidentally, Moshe is Anav Mikol Adam. He is the most humble. To be a receptacle, to be a kli, to be a vessel, to receive Torah, to transmit Torah, you have to be dedicated and devoted. It's all about Hashem. It's not really all about us at all. And with that, we begin the Perichav Beis. Says the Ramchal, we've already spoken above about the Gnus of Gaiva. What's Gnus? Just how repulsive, how unworthy the disdain we should have for arrogance and haughtiness. Gaiva, people who are arrogant, who are driven by ego, they sabotage their own success. They undermine and destroy all the relationships in their life. Gnus, the way that we avoid arrogance is to be repulsed by it, is to grow a disdain for it, is to be allergic to it. It's not all about us and self-promotion. It's not all about honor, honor and name. It's not all about us and our ego. Gaiva, we've shared many times that the Rambam and the Ramban who disagree on so many things, both agree, the Rambam in Mishnah Torah and the Ramban in the letter to his son, that even though we walk the golden mean, even though we should find that 
Derech Amamutsa, that middle path. That's what Hashem told Avram, I love you because you walked that middle path. But nevertheless, there are two midos, two character traits that don't belong in our recipe in any measure at all. Right? Character traits are called midos. A mida is a measure. Because life is all about this recipe for life and stubbornness, good or bad. Stubbornness. Good or bad? Both. It's bad at times. When it gets in the way, it's an obstacle and it blocks. It's good when you stubbornly can cling to your convictions. So it belongs. The question is what measure? Every character trait can be channeled in a positive way is a mida that belongs in some measure in the recipe of life. The question is what measure? A tablespoon, a teaspoon, a quart, a liter? How much? What measure? There are two character traits that don't belong in any measure whatsoever. And they are arrogance and anger. Arrogance and anger are categorically bad character traits in no measure. If they're present at all, they spoil the entire recipe. A person who has any arrogance at all. And the same is true with anger. If you give in, if you indulge that impulse or instinct for anger, it undermines relationships, it destroys. So Ramchal says, we've already spoken about genus hagaiva, arrogance, ego. When a person's calculations and thoughts and interactions and relationships are always driven by ego, me, my name, what will people think, will they honor? That is gnus. And the antithesis, the opposite, is to understand the greatness of anivos. But now, we won't only speak about humility as the antithesis of arrogance, we'll speak about humility in its own right as a value. The core of Anivas is to realize, to think, the principle is to regard ourselves as unimportant. I'm not important. The world doesn't revolve around me. It's not all about the way I pictured things, the way I needed to go, how I can micromanage the world, how everyone answers to me. It's not about me. Gaiva is the world revolves around me. Gaiva is everyone needs to think about me, talk about me, be focused on me, and meet my expectations of them. Anivas is the opposite. Anivas is, I take initiative, I do the best I can with the tools I've been given, and beyond that, this is Hashem's world. It's His rules. It doesn't revolve around me. And the toldas that come out of true Anivas are the opposite, the inverse, the antithesis of the toldas of what comes out of a life of Gaiva been said so beautifully that humility is not to think less of ourselves, but to think of ourselves less often. Humility is not thinking less of ourselves. Because you may wonder, as I often do, but what do you mean? You need to know your traits and your skills and your brachas and your qualities. You need to know the gifts you've been given so that you could fulfill and pursue them in this world. So is humility saying, I'm not really so good. I'm not an athlete. I'm not artistic. I'm not a good doctor. I'm not a good lawyer. I'm not a good rabbi. I'm not, a, I'm not good at anything. Don't ask me. I, I don't do. I underachieve in life. Humility is not underachieving in life. Humility is embracing all the gifts, talents, and skills, but realizing they're all on loan from Hashem. They're not part of your permanent collection. Whatever you're good at, whatever you've achieved, whatever you've been granted and gifted, it's not permanent, and it's not due to you. There are people as smart, smarter than you. They're not successful. People creative, more entrepreneurial than you, they fall flat on their face. The fact that it's worked for you, or is working for you, or you want it to work for you, it's all because of the senior partner from above. Whatever gifts, skills, talents we have, they are on loan from Hashem. They're not part of our permanent collection. So you could both know how good you are at something and feel the weight of responsibility to realize it and fulfill it and pursue it and express it and simultaneously say, but it's all from Hashem. 
and it could disappear in a moment, and I don't take credit for it, and I don't want to take credit for it. Our great Gedola Yisrael lived such lives. They knew how smart they were. Rav Moshe, in his introduction to Igras Moshe, Rav Moshe wonders, you'll ask, how could I disagree with the Nod Behidun or Bekiva Eger, Chsam Sova, how could I disagree? Who am I? Yet Rav Moshe knew how great he was. Rav Moshe was scheduled to undergo, a doctor advised him he needed to have a certain surgery, and he refused to have it. He hesitated and delayed. Why? Because he said, we dominantly we long for Mashiach. When Mashiach comes, undoubtedly I'll be appointed a member of the Sanhedrin. And if I have a mum, if I have a blemish, I'll be disqualified to serve on the Sanhedrin. I don't want that surgery, which will leave me with a mum and leave me disqualified. Rav Moshe Feinstein's that Saul was one of the greatest, most, most humble people of his generation. He walked with great humility. He never sought attention. He never sought the title of Gadol Ador. And yet he was so arrogant to say, can't have this surgery because then I won't qualify to be on the Sanhedrin. They're not a steer. It's not a contradiction. He knew the gifts he had been given. He felt the responsibility for it. And he understood that it was from Hashem. It wasn't emanating. It didn't come from him. Humility is not thinking less of ourselves. It's thinking of ourselves less. It's not thinking less of ourselves. It's thinking of ourselves less. To realize that whatever gifts we have, they come from above. If you want to know who said this incredibly well on our Behind the Bima, it was Mariano Rivera, the great Yankee closer. When he talked about the cutter, the one pitch he had that every batter knew he was about to throw and nevertheless got him into the Hall of Fame with the first unanimous ballot. Um, he spoke about, he said that that pitch wasn't mine. It came from above and I knew that God could take it any moment. He lent it to me and he credited his whole career to God. It's worth listening to the interview. And this quality of Anivas, this notion, not of thinking less of ourselves, but thinking of ourselves less often, it expresses itself in two realms. In the way we behave, how we carry ourselves, but also, first, we'll see next week, in the way we think of ourselves. And then the Ramchal talks about a very powerful image. How much counterfeit humility, how much fake, inauthentic humility there is out there, Right? We have a, a word for this today in social media. It's called the humble brag. A humble brag is when you say, you post something and say, I was so honored. I'm so, I feel so humble that I was honored to have received this award. I'm so humble that I was honored to have been invited to the Hanukkah party at the, and you share and you post a picture. It's called a humble brag, right? You brag with this expression of humility. That's a counterfeit humility. That's a fake humility. That's behaving with humility, but in your mind, it's really about your ego and your honor and wanting the world to know about you. So the Ramchal brilliantly, 500 years ago, was ahead of his time in coining the humble brag. And he talks about humility has to be b'machshava u not only in action, but also in the way we think. We'll pick up with it next week. Five minutes, we start with living with Emuna. Have a fantastic day. Stay healthy, stay happy, stay healthy. <laughs>